0: Hey guys, welcome to Unleash Podcast, brought to you by Hidden Gen, where we talk about how to unleash your hidden potential. I'm your host, Yuri origins and we have a great episode for you today, featuring Mike Carney. Mike, thanks for being here today.
1: Absolutely, Yuri. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So before we jump into today's talks, we would like to invite you to subscribe to this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You can always visit our website, hiddengen.net and find all the episodes there as well. And if you live in the area and you have not been at Hidden Gen, make sure to stop by hiddengen.net website and grab a free trial. All right, Mike, uh, let's talk about Prime. Um, very curious to understand what really makes Prime so different and uh, and, and, and up using some of the words uh from the website uh talk a little bit also about this smart strength
1: yeah so basically what separates us i think from well quite frankly all the competition is the fact that we give the user the ability to manipulate the resistance profile of a given exercise and what i mean by that simply put is you have the ability whether it be our selectorized units or our plate loaded units to place the peak resistance at your desired location. So if we use for example the arm curl which is very straightforward we can basically manipulate the resistance profile where the majority of the resistance would take place at the peak contraction, the mid-range, or the onset of the exercise. So, you know, the benefit there is just, you know, it, it just has so much versatility, um, you know, from flexibility, mobility, hypertrophy training, um, you know, even rehabilitation, you know, so if you think about, you know, your your person that's had like a biceps tenodesis, mm-hmm. uh, total shoulder, they can basically kind of work around, um, so to speak, areas where it may be Painful for them and if you can manipulate the resistance profile of an exercise obviously you can kind of dodge those problematic areas Um, You know for the example of the arm curl again if I can make the onset of the action A light resistance load and then it the resistance profile becomes increasingly difficult Obviously, you know I'm removing kind of that initial force at the onset of or the launch of the exercise so yeah there's just so many different benefits to being able to have the option to dictate where that uh, Peak resistance kicks in in a given exercise and
0: that's what uh, the website calls March strength
1: Correct. Yeah, that's our uh, that's our fancy market marketing vernacular uh-huh. For uh, you know variable resistance training. I mean uh, VRT that's that's a very common term in the industry if you go you know back in the day it's bands chains etc um so we basically took a concept that had been in the industry for years and tried to apply it to a variety of exercise options from rows to pressing to leg extensions to leg curls um so yeah we're just taking you know very fundamental exercise theory and adding a little bit of science forward methodology to them
0: is it true to say that most of the equipments to be able to reach this level of customization on each exercise they must be plate loaded a type of equipment or you also have a plate selector and things like that
1: yeah so yeah to answer your question um, Correct. It's plate loaded is one facet of our portfolio. So I think a lot of individuals that have never been introduced to Prime gravitate towards the plate loaded. And that is because I think at first glance, looking at the what we deem again, marketing vernacular, our three peg torque arm, you can very quickly see that there's three loading parameters. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, a lot of our competitors, you have one peg to apply the weight load. Uh, That means that the company has already dictated the resistance profile. So what you get is what you get. You cannot manipulate it. You have no options. Uh, I know some machines will fall off too early. Some machines fall off too late, etc. Whereas with us, you have the option. Then you move over to the selectorized category, and we have basically what's deemed a smart cam so you have a five setting cam by which you
0: can dictate your resistance profile some of the selectors i've seen has three levels some others has five
1: it's, it's, it's
0: five. always five no, there are some some equipments has three right like uh, uh, i i have one uh, for example the leg extension is three selectors i think yeah, no, no. So
1: Prime is five across the board. So on the selectorized five settings specifically. And yeah, to your point, on the plate loaded side, again, seemingly you would see three pegs, so you would think right. three settings. However, uh, quite frankly, the way I load them, and I think it's, it's a much more popular loading parameter, is to apply weight load to pegs one and two, which would be the bottom peg, Mm -hmm. middle peg, and or peg one and three, which would be the middle peg and the upper peg. So the reason or the thought process behind that is if you overload on the plate loaded options just peg two, it is a very, very light resistance and then kicks in at the very end of the contraction. Conversely, peg three very heavy at the onset and then falls away aggressively. Now, there's a time and a place where that is applicable. Hypertrophy training is another great example. But for your, I think, more general usability, having having weight load applied to PEG1 at all times kind of kind of gives that factor where there's not those aggressive fall offs and aggressive add-ons if that makes sense it kind of levels things out yeah a that one, the, the,
0: the yeah. number one is basically what all other equipments they do right just one peg in usually is the peg number one so you play correct. around more with two and three correct and uh so you were talking about the reasons to load two and the reasons to load three what, which situation do you load both Two and three together.
1: Uh, so yeah, I I wouldn't per se load two and three simultaneously. I mean, if we're thinking about, we'll just give you some examples. Um, let's let's load just setting two or peg two. That to me, um, let's use a great example of the prone leg curl, just for the sake of the discussion. So if I overloaded just peg two, that means it will be a very very light resistance. And then as the user enters the contraction, they will feel the resistance, we'll say in the last, you know, 25 percentile mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. contraction. So we've all seen the quintessential person utilizing the prone leg curl where they're just kind of, you know, slapping the weight around, never entering a heels to glutes, full contraction. They think they're doing a quote unquote prone leg curl. What's cool about prime? is for that novice user, I can overload peg two and it almost forces them for the first time to get into a full contraction. There's that mind to muscle uh, you know, realization that takes place because again, they feel nothing, nothing, nothing. Then all of a sudden, you see this light bulb go off and I've literally watched it time and time again, which is so cool where they have that aha moment, their eyes get real <laughs> wide, their mouth opens up. And they're like, "Whoa! I felt it kick in." And I'm like, "Right! You finally did a legitimate prone leg curl." For example, the machine's telling you, "Get into a full contraction." So, you know, that's where peg two comes into place. Obviously, you can always have a great time with cadence. You can get people into, you know, a two-second squeeze, so to speak. Uh, and then conversely, if we flip the script to peg three, I, I like to basically when I discuss peg three. Think about a a hypertrophy set where the person says, you know, I'm totally gassed, right? I have nothing left in the tank. That would be true for the typical machine. However, if I overload peg three, that individual does have gas left in the tank for the initial onset of the action. However, they will fail to get into a full contraction. How, but the machine literally is falling away from a resistance profile. So again, time and time, I've put people through a very rigorous, uh, we'll say smart strength set, if you will. And we get to peg three, and by the time that we get there, they're like, Mike, I got enough, nothing left in the tank. And I said, that's not true. This machine is literally going to work with you. Trust me. And they are able to continue into the repetitions because the profile falls away and the effort they had to apply was just at the onset, and the machine falls away, so they can actually execute a full repetition versus other machines where we get into these baby reps, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And people get frustrated, they're dropping the weight, so it's it's very, very versatile in that that capacity, for sure.
0: Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. I, I've tried at Hidden gin many times, and uh, It's good because sometimes you can load, I think it's the the bottom one completely, and it feels like light. It's like, wow, so much weight, and I still feel light, right? Because uh, it's it's where you have more strength. (laughs) Yep. But... uh, Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. And I I think, to be quite honest, um, speaking for myself, and I think a lot of individuals out there... When you don't have the ability to feel, you know, different strength profiles and/or you know manipulate strength curves, a lot of us, I think, do bail out a little bit early into a contraction, mm-hmm. right? And it's just subconscious; like you don't realize you're doing it, but you're doing it. Um, from chest presses to leg extensions, because quite honestly, you know, getting into a solid, legitimate contraction—that's where the pain lies. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't want to hang out there too long. Because it hurts, and they've applied a heavy weight load, and they kind of want to bail. So it's neat to have the ability to manipulate a profile by which, to your point, it's almost like nothing, nothing. Oh, you know, there it is. Like you know, I need to get into that contraction. I need to be comfortable there and live there, and you know, that's where the moneymaker is. Right, but so.
0: uh, but Prime has different lines of product. We basically are we are basically talking about the plate loaded. There is a a very interesting line called the evolution, right? So what is the difference of the evolution?
1: Yeah, so if we switched over, um, the the general term would be selectorized. And when I say that, I'm referencing our portfolio by which you are taking a popper pin and selecting a weight stack. Obviously, the weight stacks vary from machine to machine. but basically we have two lines up underneath that umbrella, one being the Evolution that you just referenced, the other being hybrid. And simplistically put, the Evolution Series uh, smaller product offering, so we'll call them the fundamental or core pieces, so a tighter footprint on the Evolution Series, uh, more contoured pads, the cam on the Evolution Series, I call it basically a Mm -hmm. one-size-fits-all. So the cam is going to be consistent across all the Evolution products in terms of the size and the the resistance profiles, the feeling you get when you manipulate and adjust through the five settings. And then when you transfer over into hybrid, um, basically double the exercise options, much more specialized in that the cams themselves are basically shaped and engineered specifically for the biomechanics relevant to an exercise. So for example, if you looked at a hybrid chest press, that's a large muscle group, the cam is large. Then if you transfer over into the hybrid lateral raise, you actually get not one but two cams and they're much smaller and different in shape. So again, Hybrid being probably geared more towards the moderate to serious strength enthusiast with more robust framing, uh, heavier weight stacks on some exercises, larger padding, evolution to be fair, beginner to intermediate, um, much more consistent in terms of the cam and design. interesting
0: because uh, from the naming perspective, I always thought that the evolution was like the most advanced one and, and it sounds like hybrid is the, like as far as technology involved, um, hybrid seems to be much better.
1: Yeah, so basically hybrid came before evolution, so to your point, yes, evolution you know, from a marketing standpoint was us evolving, quote unquote, out of the hybrid line, being that, you know, we saw saw a need for, you know, certain clientele, certain facilities by which they would appreciate a more simplistic or consistent design, if you will, a more sleeker, more stylish look. And then there's definitely a clientele that are a little bit more quote-unquote diehard and would appreciate those specific biomechanical customizations.
0: Are you guys uh, with this entire uh, dynamics that is happening today, uh, people working out from home, are you guys planning to, to or at least thinking about having a, a home uh, line for uh, home users, or that's not something that you guys are thinking about?
1: Yeah, it's it's um, awesome that you, you touched on this. So to parlay out of plate loaded evolution and hybrid, which are phenomenal products, uh, we actually have a series that quite frankly carried us through COVID and that is our prodigy series. The prodigy series consists of four rack options, a half rack, a power rack, a high low pulley, HLP plate loaded rack, high low pulley, HLP selectorized rack, and then also on the back end of those products, we launched the Prodigy single stacks. Uh, so basically, in summation, uh, the HLP racks have just uh, honestly taken yeah taken the prime world by storm, especially for the home gym market. And I definitely want to note we don't do anything, quote unquote, commercial light or residential. That's not who Mm -hmm. Prime is. So everything we do is commercial grade, very robust uh, from a steel and tubing construct. So, yes, a lot of these individuals through covid um, time and time again, I talked to hundreds of customers that basically just said, hey, listen, you know, my gym closed. I'm in a place now, I just need something legitimate, versatile, functional for my home gym, and insert Prodigy. So quite, you know, quite simplistically put, if someone doesn't have the space, the budget or the need for the HLP racks, which essentially is a functional trainer meets half rack all in one, that's why we launched the single stack. So the single stack is basically a high low pulley uh, you can do your pull downs, your rows. We have a plethora of attachments from dip bars to landmines to single leg roller pads. Um, but basically, we we try to cover our bases on a you know a, products that could be applicable in a home gym if someone desired, but definitely robust enough to withstand a commercial. But it temp.
0: is, I mean, pricing wise, is affordable for uh, a homeowner.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean to be honest, um, the Prodigy HLP selectorized rack, which basically comes with two 350-pound weight stacks, retails for $5,500. That includes a pair of spotter arms and a pair of J-hooks for your free weight-oriented exercises. Um, and then the single stacks, for example, the high-low pulley or HLP selectorized single stack retails for $2,800. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, I think the pricing is very on par with the industry. And then what's cool about it is it's kind of like an erector set. So all those attachments I mentioned, dip bar, landmine, low row foot plate, pull down seat with adjustable thigh pad, on and on. Those are something that the customer can buy right out of the gate or add a year later. I mean, I've, I've sold several Prodigy products a year ago. Customers reach out and say, hey, listen, you know, saved up my pennies. I'd like to, I'd like to place an order for some
0: some attachments. Yeah. You're good and, and you guys have a lot of handles too, right?
1: Yeah, so our totally different por- portfolio, and these are available for purchase directly on our website, um, and they've definitely, definitely just... I mean, we we are humbled uh, you know, month over month with the sales, and we, we love our fans and our, our loyal prime customers that appreciate our science-forward thinking. Uh, we have our Rotate family, which essentially is that the premise is a paddle-like grip uh, predominantly pulling-oriented exercises for that family. Um, and the, the premise is if you think about your typical D-handle that you can get at Dick's Sporting Goods, a lot of the times we're, we're over-gripping mm-hmm. that product. So the focus becomes I have to hold on to this small handle which takes you know finger strength, wrist strength, forearm strength, when the whole time the entire premise ideally, for example, would have been on the right, lats, right? right, right. The rotate handle basically is a paddle leg grip, like I said, where your fingers are just barely hanging over this paddle and your arm becomes a mechanical extension of your lats. So all it is, to, to simplify it, is essentially a hook that, you know, hooks into a handle and then the premise is I'm not worried about my grip strength. I'm worried about the latimus.
0: Right, hmm Right,
1: so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, just an example
0: of, you know, kind of our thought process. And not, and not only then, that, right, on top of that, you also have different places where you can hook, uh, which uh, affects the, the load capacity, right? Correct so it's the same principle yep. of yep. Uh, of the the VRT.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then for pushing oriented exercises we later launched the CAS handles. And what's cool about those first glance if someone looked at them they'd go, yeah, that's just an oversized handle. Everybody <laughs> does that. Fair. However, they do an oversized handle that is linear by design whereas the CAS handle is conical shaped. So if you look at the natural ergonomics of your palm, it's actually more of a cone or conical shaped design. There's a lot more meat, for example, in your mm-hmm. palm or the outer area of the hand. So again, this, this is a right hand to God, true story. I'll never forget when we, we went to launch this, the engineer came, the main engineer came down that was on the project and he had me stand in front of our functional trainer. and He said, here's the deal. I hooked up a D handle for your left hand, run of the mill standard generic D handle, and I have this new handle, this conical shape handle for your right hand. I want you to face away from the machine. I'm gonna pick your weight load, and you tell me which is heavier. I want you to do a standing cable curl simultaneously with both handles that are different. You tell me which weight load is different. I said, okay, I'll humor you because I was not a believer <laughs> at all. And obviously if I'm, if I'm the sales guy, I have to be a believer. So grab the D handle, grab what would then be the Caz handle. I do probably five reps and I just start cracking up, laughing halfway through these repetitions and I set the handles down. He laughs, he goes, which one's heavier? I said, dude, I don't know what weight you picked, but that D handle, it had to have had, I'm going to guess 15 to 20 pounds more. He said, turn around and look at the machine. The weight loads were exactly the same. Oh, really? Wow. And it made me right then, and it was was genius of him to do that to me because it made me a believer because, you know, physics are physics. So, of course, I asked the question, why in the world? How did that dupe me? How did that trick me? And he said, it's not a trick. He said, here's the reality. When you held on to the CAS handle, you don't realize it. But subconsciously, your brain becomes less concerned with squeezing something, and it became mainly concerned with using the larger muscular group. In this instance, which is the bicep, the D handle. Oh yeah, it worries about the bicep, but it worries about the forearm and it worries about the grip strength. And you don't acknowledge that because we don't know what we don't
0: know. So, we, and so I'll never just just to just example. to recap, the one that you felt heavier was the 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 right which was the
1: the the one the one that felt heavier was the smaller generic d Mm -hmm. handle because in my brain i had to put more effort into up i better hold on to this you know what i mean i i got to squeeze this and i i can't let go of it and i and i do have to worry about my bicep whereas the cas handle because of its cone shaped elongated and large size i didn't have to worry about hanging on to it i just worried about the bicep so theoretically it quote unquote felt lighter but it's the same weight load
0: Is it valid or true to say that the cas handle is basically a fat grip a fat grip but cone shaped and that cone make that big difference
1: here's what i'll say i i think the way i would say it is if you looked at if you looked at it on a hierarchy scale, it would go D-handle, run-of-the-mill standard mm-hmm. D-handle, fat grip, Cas grip. Yeah. Right. So we're we're just taking what's already been done. Phenomenal idea. The fat grip's been around for years, but it's linear. But we're making it just a little bit more biome- biomechanically and ergonomically advantageous for the user. So you just have that much more of an edge. Very, very, very price competitive. Uh, the CAS handles are 125 for the pair. So again, I sell, you know, for example, going back to these Prodigy rack packages, it could be six, seven, $8,000 packages all said and done. And then you get to the conversation about things like CAS handles, and the customer's like, oh, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For $125, i have already spent thousands of dollars, and it's great to get the feedback on the back end, because seemingly you would think they're going to rant and rave about the prodigy rack or the attachments and all of a sudden they're writing me these emails going Mike you taught me about these cas handles I got to tell you I just can't stop using them for flies for shoulder presses for curls you know and and I love it because sometimes it's those smaller details that make the biggest yeah. impact
0: and talking about details another one that you guys did uh, because I tried that at Hidden as well, is the squat wedges, right? Um, uh, I was a bit skeptical of those as well because I was like, well, just put a plate on your, you know, <laughs> just do old school, yep. put a plate in the back. It should be the same thing, but it's not, right?
1: Yeah, so again, same idea. Uh, science forward, looking at these small details that can have huge impacts. We launched... The original squat wedge, um, it's been probably four or five years by now, and basically that's just one solid plate. Uh, There's basically six degree angulation options, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 and 30. And then as time progressed, again we're always trying to push the envelope, we launched the squat wedge solos. So basically it was taking the premise of the original wedge, but turning it into two individual wedges sold in pairs so versatility and functionality increased substantially so if you think about that my squat my squat stance for me personally might be a bit narrower than yours to take it a step further sumo squats yeah you can position these however you need to right the solos we kind of learned on the back end that six-degree options might have been overkill. So with the Solos, we after doing some marketing research, we deemed that 10, 20, and 30 degrees were sufficient. So customers you know, kind of question that, and it's like, yeah, the, the, the six-degree options, it just becomes overwhelming, I think, for most customers. So the sweet spot for us, to be quite honest, whether it be the original Wedge or the new Solos, 20 degrees. Is kind of the sweet spot
0: yeah and I think as you said the solo gives more flexibility because each person has a different style to do squat uh, maybe because they have probably because they have a different range of motion but some people like to do a little bit open more open type of squat not fully sumo but a little bit more wide right so the solo gives that flexibility as well
1: yep absolutely
0: um, so yeah,
1: that, that's kinda, that was kind of the premise and I think, you know, sometimes customers are confused which, which angle, why so many angles. And the reality is I always try to remind people, the, in, again, I'm speaking general terms, the larger the degree or the higher by which you increase your heel elevation, that is forcing more of a quad dominant mm-hmm. squat. So, you know, when customers say things like, well, "Well, which wedge is perfect for me?" My rebuttal back is, "Well, let me ask a question. Let's use the 10 degree wedge or solo wedge as the example. That is going to bring in a little more quad dominance whereas the 30 degree is very severe in fact. When I when I discuss the 30 degree, I actually my recommendation because I've utilized it is to go no weight load whatsoever and treat it like a sissy mm, squat.
0: Yeah, because it's too yeah, too too tall.
1: It's very straight, yeah, yeah. right? So people will ask me, well how do you use it? I will do my my quad workout whatever that may entail. Uh maybe it's a 20 degree red wedge um doing squats into leg extensions and depressing and then I might grab
0: the 30s and just rep until I can't rep mm-hmm. anymore with no weight load and treat it like a sissy squat. That makes sense. And it is good because I was actually looking at this on the website and uh there is a question which degree is right for me and it, that uh question leads to a, a video that explains uh, uh the the biomechanic and everything so it's you can really look at it and say okay this is more appropriate but uh, with your experience you think uh, for the general public is uh the 10 degrees is the the most used one or the 20s yeah
1: i i say i say 20 and and here's my rationalization if you so let's say let's say the scenario is the customer that says listen I see that you offer a ton of angles. I'm only gonna buy one. I say 20, and here's why. I think it's a very fair, middle of the road angulation. And furthermore, if you think about it logically, you can actually walk off the 20 and turn it into a 10 or a five, right? Because the begin the front of the wedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. You're is right. Yeah, yeah. minimal. And as you get to the back of the wedge, the heel elevation increases. Mm-hmm. So I just say to the, you know, I just say to the user, just creep forward, right? Like just walk forward. Barely put your heels on the wedge. It'll be a minimal angulation. Mm-hmm. At least you have access to twenty degrees. If you don't want it, yeah. you don't want it. And a lot of customers receive that. Yeah, that no, makes total sense.
0: All right, Mike. I, I think that that was a really great overview of of uh, the why Prime is growing so much, and uh, it's good to know that there is uh, this line for uh, home users with uh, with this um, Prodigy series that you mentioned. Uh, I think it's, there is a lot of uh, competitors doing those type of things. Uh, I'm not gonna mention names here, but uh, you know the big ones that are, are doing a lot of uh, uh, hacks that has everything on it. So good to know that you guys are doing the same because I, I believe that Uh, with COVID, uh, staying here and there, not fully resolved. A lot of people still working out at home. And and I've seen uh, home gym growing a lot. And not only that, but companies. I work uh, for Microsoft and Microsoft, for example, give me um, uh, $1,200 a a year to spend with equipment, right? uh, For my home use. So every year I spend that money building my gym. (laughs) Uh, And and I think more people are going to do that as well.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Yeah, again, the the Prodigy series is probably the most applicable, quote-unquote, home gym piece we have. Uh, We recently launched a plate-loaded leg extension, prone leg curl combo. And yes, again, everything we do is commercial grade. However, with COVID hitting it was just it it's something we had on the back burner but once this home gym market just skyrocketed that product just makes total sense obviously you're saving costs cuz it's two machines in one you're saving um, gym space because obviously it's a combo unit and you're saving on freight fees so quite honestly a lot of my prodigy customers have gravitated towards that product because although the prodigy rack can do um feels like a million and one things the one thing it currently lacks is the option for an isolated leg extension mm-hmm. or an isolated leg curl. Insert the plate loaded leg extension prone leg curl
0: combo. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, Mike. Thank you very much for the time, for taking the time to record this uh, uh, with us today. I appreciate your time. Hey, thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in leash Podcast. Uh, see you again next time.